This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. And you know how I feel about Gears of War. That I do. What's wrong with Gears of War? We covered this, man. I just found it. Wait, I don't remember this. We had this conversation. I remember Uncharted being bad. I don't remember Gears of War being bad. Honestly, the biggest issue... The biggest (laughs) issue for me is just, you know, the sprint camera. I mean it. There's very few things in games that visually bug me. That sprint camera messes me up so bad. And just... I don't like the guns. I mean, I, I'm very focused on how the weapons feel and everything. That's why I love games like Syndicate and Dead Space. And when I play Gears of War, it, it kind of feels like I'm throwing pellets at people. Gears it of War f- is, like, perfect. Almost. <laughs> In every way. Choose your next couple words it's wisely. a bunch of meatheads, okay, <laughs> who go kill aliens, curb stomp them, and shoot them in the head. I mean, what, what else what? could you really ask for? It's a video um, game. Warhammer 40,000 Space Marines. Yeah, which is fine. You know, <laughs> they no, no, obviously no. crib from it you look liberally. At, you, you look at Warhammer 40k Space Marine. That's what I want Gears of War to be. So, yeah. that, well, it wasn't going to be that. No. Exactly. It's a mechanically tight game by comparison. Melee feels completely out of place. The cover system. I love the cover system and the movement with the cover system. That's it. Otherwise, if I want a space marine thing, I do what I'm doing right now, which is called Halo. The problem is Gears of War is not a shooter. It's an action game that has conveniently shooting mechanics as its main weapon. Conveniently shooting mechanics? Yeah. It uses the limitations of the uh, dual analog system controls to make something that's an intense action game. And it has great level design, and it flows uh, well, and everything works. Really? I don't know I how much less you could criticize a game. Why this game of all the games? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, believe it, me, he will find reasons. Uh, trust me, I, 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 do I don't like the down, aesthetic do design. Do like this, you know what? Gears of War is a Michael Bay movie. It's so yeah, good. It's and, like playing a Michael Bay movie. No, it's actually smarter than a Michael Bay movie, which is yes. saying something. Yeah. <laughs> Even though the smarter. story's pretty stupid in a it's lot of ways, it is. To a Michael- be. I know it is, but it's so dumb. it was funny how it was. I didn't like it how in the first one it was all meathead kind of focused, and then in two they're like, "All right, we're going to try to pull your heartstrings." Dom's wife is like, "Really? <laughs> this is just desperate." And I have. I laughed. It's I wonderful laughed. popcorn entertainment. I have. I, I laughed. I'm I a have, terrible person. I have all three because of it coming with the bundle that I got my 360 with. I tried each one in a row. Over the course of a night, Gears of War One lasted about thirty-two minutes. Gears of War Two lasted about twenty-five minutes. Gears of War Three lasted about an hour and a half. Wow, you make me very sad. <laughs> you can't experience or enjoy Gears of War. I can mildly see the entertainment in it, but it just feels so much more limited by comparison to most other games. It's so focused on the set pieces. It's so focused on scripting. You know me. I do not like scripting. I do not like someone telling me what to do. I like uh, a game that recognizes my choice. I would say Gears of War is less focused on scripting than Uncharted. Uncharted is like, here's a room full of dudes, but here's a set piece after it. Whereas Gears of War is like, here's this arena to fight stuff in. I never got into an arena. It's Whenever a series of interconnected arenas where you see. Play. It, it is. sounds like you're talking about Halo. 
But it, you're not talking about Halo, and I don't understand this dissonance here. It uses the level design, right? Here's cover here, here's cover there, right? There's precise places and locations where things are located. If you took a top-down view of Gears of War, it would look like Space Invaders taken to the next level. That's really, it's a primal joy. Gears of War is not about uh, story or, you know, well, it doesn't need to be- shooting this and shooting that. It's about just the thrill of shooting stuff <laughs> and a but cover the- system to go along with it. But the thrill of shooting stuff isn't the is the part that I'm actually having a problem with because I'm not feeling that thrilled or excited. Also, the enemies don't seem to respond that much when you shoot them. They're not supposed to. That's why it's an action game. See, it's but, not a shooter. But if they're not responding, then it's contextually it no- it's contextually fits because everybody there is a giant <laughs> meathead. Okay, they're but like even they all, a giant physics. physics. Physics, man. They weigh eight hundred pounds. Okay, that's what they all look like. Everything feels like it weighs 800 pounds. Okay, let you me smack compare. someone in the head, hey, hey, the, computer, hey, the whole camera hey, shakes. Hey, 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 it hey, makes hey, more sense hey, in Gears of War than in hey, Uncharted. Bitch, yeah, I'm sure. Sir, is there a selective mute button? <laughs> okay, except here's the problem. Are we going to record Let's now? Let's compare one of the, you know, well, strong. Are you already recording now? Yeah. Well. You're just going to cut into the middle of this argument? I just like to record people when they're not looking. Well, I've uh, been recording, so I'll send you the files. Yeah, but um, I've been um, but let Unfortunately, me. Unfortunately, I missed the anime. That what? <laughs> uh, but seriously, here's my main issue here. In Syndicate, there are many bosses who carry miniguns who are the same size as a mini any boss in say Gears of War. And you know what? For the most part, when you're dealing damage, yes, it doesn't mess them up that badly. But when you actually do something that you know critically impacts them, you can see it. It has a visual impact. It gives you an emotional feedback. It gives you a contextual change of everything. Whereas in Gears, it's like, I don't know if this guy is near death or if I just started to graze his hair. It doesn't matter. He behaves the exact same way until the very end. Yeah, that's why it says, if you play on hardcore, it says, you know how to perform headshots. That's what you're supposed to do, perform headshots. And then active reload and press it in the little white bar. Oh, it's so good. It's so satisfying. reload is a nice idea. I actually do not mind the active reload. That is a nice little sub-mechanic, but it's like the only little sub-mechanic there. And the thing is, I like that because I've seen it work well in other games before I even got into Gears, and they were clearly inspired by it. But Here's the thing, though, Elijah, something you have to understand. Gears of War 1 came out 2006, yeah, nine years ago. That's when I played it. There were a lot of games now that have cribbed from Gears of War and may have improved on the formula, but at the time when we played it, a lot of us who played it on launch, it was very different. Whereas you've played games that have been influenced by it, may have streamlined it, and taken from it more, so playing it now, it feels more dated in some ways, to someone like you who hasn't played it. Yeah, the thing is, it's not the dated. It's not dated. It's, it's just that the design is fundamentally different because I've played games that feel dated, like Dark Sector. I wouldn't say Gears feels dated. It it was the thing that started the whole cover based system, and I'm aware of that. I'm aware that that's going to be the, was the main focus, and that I was building around that. Well, Kill Switch started it, but that wasn't yeah. very good. <laughs> Gears of War popularized it. Yeah, it made Kill it Switch. good. What yeah. is Kill Switch? I, I remember hearing about it, but I've never it's an, a Namco oh, game. Yeah, PS2 uh, well, era. Uh, I want to say it came out in 2004. Um, let me see. Uh, came out in 2003. Oh, developed two. by Visual Impact and Namco. Here we go. And it was a uh, yeah, it was a cover-based third-person shooter game. Yeah, it's it's okay. <laughs> 
it's but it it uh, had that cover system, and then Gears of War was like, all right, well, let's take this idea but make it actually good and responsive and do things with it. Yeah, love people with your gun. Well, honestly, <laughs> I, I, well, I can actually kind of Adam see Baldwin that. Adam Baldwin plays character in it too, apparently. <laughs> okay, then. Because you know a lot of stuff that actually ended up showing up in Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare actually was in the original Killzone. There was actually a similar thing there. Uh, like um, the vaulting over cover, the contextual button presses, even kind of some of the way the levels progress is actually based off of some of the, the ideas they had in the original Killzone. So, okay, so here's some context, right? I got Gears and I played Rainbow Six Vegas at the same time. Uh-huh. So I think Gears is a better game, even though I loved Vegas when I played it, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Uh, I barely got to try Vegas. Because like, so I, I would go it. play Gears again, like on a higher difficulty. I would go, well, you know, because there's fun challenges to be had in Gears. But like Rainbow right. Six Vegas is only really a couple options to go into rooms and do this. And then most of the fights end in the stalemate. I mean, you're just waiting for a guy to pop his head <clears> out of cover and shoot him once, and then he drops dead. You just send your teammates in because they're invincible. Yeah, well, and they're also kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just kind of lead people around. So <laughs> you would just kind of do that the whole game. But, like, Gears, at least you could come up with strategies. You know. See, I felt the ex- – I, I, I never felt like there was a strategic element to it. I mean, I could tell an enemy, hey, kill that guy, but that's no different than in Spec Ops The Line. Okay, what third-person shooters have you played? And which ones are better than Gears of War? I'm really shirts. curious about this because I have All no right. basis of okay. comparison here. Oh no, he got oh, out the chair. Great. Why are we doing this? <laughs> okay. what, what did you do? I didn't do nothing. All right, well, to you start really off, don't know him, do you? The no, first ever shooter. Apparently I, not. You clearly have not. Clearly, you were not paying attention to just how many how many times Jonathan and I have bombed heads, and how I, neither of us has given in. What is this like? Right. A chronology of your the life. F- <laughs> first, he has a binder over there. He's like Leslie Nope. He keeps binders of. Information. First, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Now let me get to some of the more recent ones. I remember that one. Oh, wait. Look, he's going to go get his binder. See? Oh, See? I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. See, if this was being recorded, no, this not. would be perfect. That would be perfect to see him leaving the room like, I'm coming back with a binder. <laughs> oh, I have been recording, so. Maybe he doesn't have binders. Unfortunately, it doesn't do video. Oh. All right. Um, oh, he's back. Quick, everyone stop talking about him. Let's see. Um, Mass Effect 2. Um, oh, he actually got the games. Red Faction Guerrilla. Um, on demo, I played Just Cause 2. Um, actually, I played a number of just, uh, other ones. I experienced um, Uncharted for the first time, and then everybody kept denying that I was calling me crazy for that. Um, so who's played the second one? Is the second one better than the first? Because I've never played it. I played the second one. It's the one that made me hate the series. Honestly, 3 is the best because for some reason, I don't know how, but they actually managed to make the story mildly tolerable. 3 is also the dumbest and most terrible in game design, though, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, seriously, there's this weird (laughs) thing with the aiming. People call me crazy for this, but seriously, I've played enough of Uncharted 2 because of people insisting I needed to replay it that I would like it then. And the aiming is off. It's like... Instead of being, you know, say, here's where my target's going to be, here's where it ends up. It always ends up a little bit to the up and to the right, no matter what you do. I mean general design as far as, all right, we're not going to have a cohesive story in mind when we design the game. We're just going to say, all right, we want Nathan Drake to escape sinking ship now. Let's oh, yeah. make the story, make it happen. It's like, no. <laughs> so it's Indiana Jones. No. No, Indiana Jones actually has 
a chronology and there's a tangible there's a sense all right we know there is, what a, there is a linear for. progression in indiana jones in uncharted 3 it's hey here's some pirates Uncharted that, 3 feels like a bunch of kids back. with ADHD got in a room, got hyped on sugar, thought of all these crazy ideas, threw them at the wall, and everything stuck. Ooh, man, this sounds like my kind of game. And the competitive shooter <laughs> element is absolutely broken, especially now that they made it free-to-play. It's Literally, it's not about using the mechanics the way they were designed. It's about playing the game um, the way that it works. Seriously, when you see them... They have a thing where they highlight the best matches and everything. There are specific ways you play every single map with specific guns. There is It's broken down to the point that it's like Gears where almost 60% of the audience uses a shotgun. Yeah, it's the same exact deal. Oh, the- yeah, and the multiplayer. Well, I never played yeah. Gears multiplayer, so not on my wavelength, really. The multiplayer was actually fun. I found, more, I found it more enjoyable than the campaign. But I like how Elijah's listing all these problems with it, and you're just sitting there going... One, two, and you're like, all right, I'm, I'm liking the sound of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's disturbing. Well, Bayonetta we is We couldn't my have two more opposite ever, personalities. So. <laughs> Bayonetta is my favorite <laughs> game ever, so obviously we're going to... You, sir, are this. awesome. Yay! You've already established the reason that so, I don't... I tried to like talk Bayonetta to Elijah about it, ain't. and he was like, no, no. And I was like, that's so good. He's like, no. No, Bayonetta is so good. The first time I, I played it, some of us have OCD. The first time okay, I played it, it I was like it. an hour fifteen, and I go, "When does this game end? When does it stop it getting better?" It doesn't, <laughs> and then it doesn't. That's what's so good, That's what's so good about it. Yeah, uh, the Wii U version unfortunately isn't as good as the 360 version, but what are you going to do? That's understandable, but at least it's ba- we got Bayonetta two though, which I still want to play. Yeah, you know, okay, so. I think it's a really good game. I just don't like it as much as the original, and I, I'm sure Thanks. I'm going to get hatred over it, but whatever. From the three people that listen to this, or four, five, <laughs> yeah. how many? Hey, we got an audience of at least 100 to 500 people. It depends on the time. Well, that's good. More than us. Our, when our podcast, we might get 20 views. Actually, on average, we get about eight. We started, we started with we started with twenty, but then Shut you know, Caleb and I were Caleb and myself, and we seemed to be progressively losing viewers until Christian and I David can't started. Imagine why? Up. I know. Oh, we shut up, you. Cindy, opinion. <laughs> hey, everyone. Elijah and I don't like Uncharted. You would think people go. Uh, you gotta have like a more incendiary opinion. I don't know. Uncharted is garbage. Is I, gave fun, the origin- I gave the Tomb Raider reboot a two at one point. Like, I, I don't rec- know who hates on Uncharted, really. Uh, there, there are, there's a number of people. A Doc Seuss at um, Kotaku, uh, G.B. Buford, he hates huh. it, too. He is right along with us. He wrote a very long treatise on why he didn't like that. Although, then he also ripped apart Mass Effect 2 and um, Max Payne 3, which he and I are still in disagreements about. Max Payne 3. <laughs> What, yeah, that, positive or negative on that? That's oh, I loved it. I, when I was reviewing it for back when I was just blogging on Game Informer, I gave yeah. it a 10. Huh. Wow. I you have issues. And believe me, that is rare for him. Wow. Really? You have issues. I liked Max Payne 3, specifically that airport art sequence when the music starts playing and everything. It was like, okay, this is how you do a scripted moment, right? Because I'm still doing it dynamically by myself and the mechanics are just playing out as they need to be. But... It's uh, still fitting a very nice tone and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. By the time you get there, though, it's like, <laughs> oh is this going to end? All I could think about was like, hey, look, somebody at Rockstar really loves Man on Fire. 
<laughs> yeah, it felt like a Tony Scott movie with the hyper editing. Yeah. Is it bad that I find it amusing words. how opposite you two are in your gaming preferences? Words. Words. <laughs> that was like the whole visual presentation. Max Payne loves drugs. Oh, yeah. The, 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 I like the all second agree game. That the, the second game's really good. The first game is iffy. But I need I, to play the second one. A friend well, two, was offering to loan it. I need the to problem do was with three, they lost the tongue-in-cheek overriding yeah. noir sense, and they just kind of went too serious with it. Which would have worked, but it was just man on fire with a white dude. That was the problem. <laughs> it's like, this guy is no Denzel. No, no, he's not. And they, Max, I don't know, they just kind of lost any sort of relatability or likability that he had, and it was just, eh. Well, it had cool is, moments. It was fun, but it just yeah. it was overlong. The issue was that the they pets. went Final Fantasy thirteen with him. He suddenly, you know, like everything is awful. You know, he could, you know, be given a million dollars, and his response would be, "My life is so empty." <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I, I liked some of the other characters in it. I did not love Max, but so he's the anti Lego guy. Yeah, he basically is the anti Emmett. Everything is awful <laughs> in his world. And, and Everything is awful. Thank you. Finally. I mean, it makes sense given all that's happened, but there really wasn't a lot of context. I was like, well, you don't have an excuse considering how you're causing a lot of this now. Yeah, plus they just <laughs> – they did a really bad job of trying to excise everything Remedy did. I mean, literally just have them refer to Mona as after the Mona thing. And it's like yeah. that, that, that was Max Payne 2's plot. You don't just say, oh, that happened. And you call Gears unrealistic. The guy pops <laughs> pills and gets health back. I mean, seriously. <laughs> really? I like a health bar a health bar system, okay? A health bar system. Yes, I know. How archaic. I like to actually, you know, feel incentive Go to be play careful Doom. with my health. Doom does it right. Nah. Resistance does it Dale. nicely. Icewind Dale. Old school. Oh, you know I'm old school. <laughs> So uh, what were we actually going to talk about today, or is it just going to be Elijah and David disagreeing on everything? I don't uh, know. <laughs> I'm not the one disagreeing. It's Zach. Oh my goodness, you forgot who David is already? I didn't come well, to the topic. I, I'm sorry. I thought his name was David. I see Rafflecopter. I thought it was... I'm Rafflecopter, but you can call me Zach. Okay, Zach then. Yes, I am David. And you're David, and who's the person with the blue anime eyes staring at me lovingly? That would be Caleb, and that's his, I think, his new favorite anime, Psychopaths. <laughs> it's called Psychopaths? Yeah. I Psychopaths. Actually, I actually plan on trying to look it up on Netflix. And it's really, on. really, 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 really good. It's on uh, Hulu, too, by the way. <clears throat> For the five people right. who are still using Hulu. Basically, take Minority Report, Philip K. Dick, Blade Runner, and mix it all together, and that's kind of what Psychopaths is, in a nutshell. Huh. It's really, 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 really good. That looks and fascinating. It, and it has a, it does away with a lot of the tropes that a lot of other anime has. It's, it's really good. Huh. I think they actually made a second series, or it's in the works right now? Yeah, they have made a second series. I haven't gotten to it yet, though. But it's probably not going to be as good as the first, because the first one just was so good. But I'll still watch it. It's one of those worlds where they make something, and you know how you don't want to see it in because it's so interesting, but at the same time, it's like, you know what? I would be happy if they left it here because it was so good. Oh, okay. This is on Netflix. Yeah, yes. it's on Netflix. And um, it's actually surprisingly clean. Like, there's not a lot of cursing in it, and it 
it has some action, but a lot of it is more of a thoughtful discussions in a lot of ways. The last thing I watched was in anime, Kill la Kill. So <laughs> I'm up it's for the exact opposite of Kill la Kill. Yes, <laughs> which Kill la Kill is awesome, but uh, it it takes a certain person to appreciate it, which I loved it. But. Wait, it's Kill la Kill. I thought it was Kill a Lil. Kill la Kill. You obviously can't read. <laughs> and then Gurren Lagann right after that because I couldn't get yeah. enough. But Gurren Lagann was made by the same team. I yeah. mean, Kill la Kill. Yeah. I, don't know. I like that over-the-top sensibility. Yes. Well, it was funny because Gurren Lagann, for the first few episodes, I hated it. And I said to my friend, he gave it to me. I said, look, if this doesn't get any better, tell me now because I hate it right now. Because it was so stereotypical. <laughs> and I couldn't stand that one character. I can't even remember his name now. Ka- Ka- I can't remember his name. Kamiya? Yeah. Yeah, with the sunglasses? Yeah, I was like, okay, I can't stand it. My friend said, just wait. Wait till you get to this episode. And then they finally did something. I was like... Holy crap! Yeah, what? My, my drill will pierce through the sky. Yeah, and then they got actually in depth, and they had imagination, and they had philosophical stuff and heartstring moments. Um, wow, this is really good. Even if there is a super ridiculous fan service character, I like it. <laughs> yes, super ridiculous is correct. <laughs> I mean, it's anime, but it's ridiculous for anime. Yeah, even ridiculous for that. That's why, but I mean, it's all about ridiculousness. Um, Guys, yeah, uh, yes, I know we're going way off topic, which no, um, we didn't really have a topic. Uh, so yeah, well, the thing is, back on the topic that we started on <laughs> unintentionally, um, Caleb just made me remember basically what you know. The the basically there's this subgenre that started recently, and I mean it's very recent. Um, basically, there's this whole Japanese shooter thing that's starting to really happen. You know, like in my opinion, it kind of just started in 360 PS3 generation because we had wait. things like. When Vanquish? you say shooter, do you mean like third person shooter, first person shooter, uh, well, shmup, or like I mean, you can mean anything? Person, I mean third person, first person. Okay, third person, third person, first person type shooters. Um, because then first there was like Vanquish, then there was Binary Domain, and then there was Resident Evil Six. And oh well, the response to um Binary Domain is not going to be good because. You asked me what I would prefer over Gears as a third-person shooter. I'm sorry, but shooting out of an ice cream truck with a giant minigun holding tons of ammo, gel casings flying out randomly as I'm shooting a giant motorcycle robot? I'm sorry, but that boss fight did a lot more for me than Gears, and there was none of the weird sprint things. So, Plus, you know, teammates actually working cooperatively and not just shooting occasionally. I'm not going to hate on it. But you actually liked RE6. Uh yeah, from when I played, about an hour and a half ish. I really Ada, take back what thing. I said. What? I take back what I said about you. What? what? <laughs> that you were awesome. What? <laughs> Why? What's wrong with RE six? Did I miss something? Uh, Resident Evil fanboys can't stand it. That, oh, that... okay. I'm not a fanboy, but just uh-huh. don't. I just don't like. It's a game with weird mechanics, and purely on that level, it works. But it's like it's, Dark Souls, Max Payne, and Dead Space all trying to sit in the same box. This is great. No, it's yes, not. it's so dumb. Yes. <laughs> see my taste, dumb. I'm okay with that though. Resident Evil Five was dumb. Resident oh, Evil yeah. Six is brain dead. Well, brains. <laughs> uh, Resident Evil Six sorry. makes a Michael Bay movie look smart. Yes. You're on my level right now. Uh, which, I mean, I don't... I like movies like The Raid. 
where sometimes it's just, all right, everything dies. Cool. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you want a little bit more, especially from your games. But the Ada campaign actually does have a nice bit of mixture of stealth and everything. Hell, I'd say the Ada campaign is the best one. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Out of all the campaigns, Ada's campaign, because they balance it for just one player, it actually works much better. It feels much more, co- much more coherently put together, and it just it just works. I enjoyed it the most out of every campaign. Other than that, though, the Jake and Sherry campaign is also – I highly recommend that one. Skip Chris's campaign. I think I'm just – I would play the whole thing if I'm going to play it. Don't do Chris's campaign. I'm telling you, man. It was grueling. It was painfully dull and boring. It's like, hey, we have all these cool mechanics and everything. Let's not use them. <laughs> Why it's are we talking about this, dirty. though? Well, we could be talking about Vanquish. <laughs> because I've only played the demo of Vanquish oh. and I actually wasn't that blown away but I thought it was Why neat. do you make me so sad? Why because do you make he, me so platinum, sad? He's a Platinum Games hater. You're a That's Platinum hater. Why? I'm not a Platinum Games hater. Bayonetta sets off my bloody OCD. Otherwise, I thought the mechanics were fairly nicely put together. Uh, the Legend oh. of Korra was put together in six months so anyone would have made a horrible game. It just happened to be Platinum at the time. I didn't play it, so I can't really say. Trust me. David's actually seen me play it. He can attest. The demo was better than the game. The demo is genuinely better. It's like the, all the good stuff's in the demo. That's weird. So, <laughs> that is weird. I actually it's, did enjoy the demo, but even if all it was was fighting. Huh. Red, it's like Red Faction Guerrilla. The demo is the best mission. Just do that. And yes, the topics are on game length and games we love, but no one else loves. Which I, we're kind, you we know kind of. <laughs> first of all, who are you people? Maybe we should introduce you. That would be a good rambling idea. Rambling on about video games. <laughs> that is a good idea. Elijah is well known to listeners of the theology. Game you know podcast. my name, but you other people, who are you? you? Other people, you They're other. All people? from artistry and games. That much is certain. No. Uh, no, David kind of pops. I, I'm I'm no one. He is from theology. <laughs> you're just some guy. <laughs> yes, some guy. You're He's so the guy qualified. I'm writing with. He's the guy I'm writing the book with. Ah, okay. Yeah, I I write. I play games casually, but I don't do reviews. I don't do any of that. Uh, I enjoy talking about them. He's the group casual. It. You're the group casual. The outside. Yeah, yeah that's crush. pretty accurate. No, I will not play Candy Crush. Filthy casual. Candy Crush. Okay, I guess casual is a little too lax. (laughs) (laughs) You can't really call him a casual. He plays MMOs and older games, so. Oh, Oh, yeah, I love the older games. So so he's a young old man. So how old are we talking? Um, Baldur's Gate old. Icewind Dale, old Neverwinter Nights. Oh, like 15, the, 20 years. Oh, 1998? That's like the best year of video games ever? Or at least to some people. Yeah, it, it depends. It's back when they really had some pretty solid uh, ideas down. But I do like the Icewind Dale series a lot. Partially because it's more... Uh, I'm, I'm a nostalgic gamer in some ways because these are games that my dad and I played together. Your dad is awesome. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> I remember going to my grandfather's house and going to his neighbor's house who actually could run DOS and playing Doom and Wolfenstein 3D on it because my <laughs> grandfather didn't know how to do it. And you, blue anime man, please introduce yourself. Well, actually, is the character a girl? Because the character looks yes, like a girl. It's a girl. Hello, blue anime girl. Blue anime girl guy. 
I'm actually a Kyver. Androgynous person. <laughs> she is not androgynous. Kinda, kinda. Not really. Well, with kinda. A, with a single still, that's about as much of a conclusion as I can I, make. Look, at, looking at her, how can I mean? She looks like a girl. I don't understand. I don't uh, understand a lot of things. It's hard to tell. Uh, Akane you have looks much nothing. to learn, young one. I mean, <laughs> I she agree looks with more like up. she looks more like a girl, whereas you know Anakin looks kind of androgynous. But Akane, come on, that, that's a girl, <laughs> obviously. So, y'all are y'all are special. Yeah, you're special too. Yes, that's I why know. you're here with us. You must have met with yeah. a terrible fate. Uh, I have. That's that's. Did this. he even say my name? Uh, I don't know if he's... His name is David. David. <laughs> Davide. Oh my goodness! He's a prince. I guarantee you that. He's oh, shush. He, he's shush. seriously. He's descended. He's descended from. Yes, I am going uh, there. Prince yes. David. No. Yes, your royal highness. Shush. <laughs> I'm He's actually from an Irish clan that, you know, at one point were royalty. Show me your royal seal. He has one. He actually has it. Oh, my goodness. It, that was a tattooed on your thigh. <laughs> a royal birthmark, please. We need to see it <laughs> to confirm. It's a flagon of Guinness. <laughs> uh, no, no, you're also talking to the only Irishman I know who won't drink. <laughs> won't drink. Yeah, I don't drink. So you're not Irish, then. Wow. You're adopted. Playing against oh, type? <laughs> you're playing against type, that's all. <laughs> uh, trying to I've always been known to be contradictory. What can I say? You're a contrarian by nature. That's me. What can I say? I hate everything that everyone loves. Hey, that's my, don't, I, I think that's all of our career choices, pretty much. So wait, do you hate Star Wars and Star Trek then too? In I Indiana? am indifferent about those two. <laughs> I guess <laughs> completely indifferent. Indifferent is better than oh, it sucks. Indiana Jones, I like, so it's above indifferent. Oh, see, so you're not exactly like I hate everything that everyone loves. No, I, I when it comes to movies, comes even to Temple games, of Doom. Uh, yeah, what's wrong with Temple Doom? It's fun. It's a fun movie. It's, it's like, it is. You can't just go too far into something and then just like get yourself all wrapped up. Like that is the, that is a dumb action movie, but done well. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to side with the nostalgia critic on that one. In that that one just didn't go great for me. There you go. This like is a uh, huh. fancified version of it. Ah, there we go. Also, as a result, it actually technically means that David is essentially the, of an extremely distant relative of Dottery. Oh my goodness, look at this. I this asked for a royal <laughs> seal and I get one. This? Be careful what you wish for. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> this honestly looks like something that it could come from the Song of Fire and Ice world. Okay. Yeah, but thankfully David's not going to be dead. Or, this you know, have us a history. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. I'd rather live. <laughs> now, see what. Yeah, that's, that's my clan's uh, shield. That's cool. Yeah. Now, when it comes to. I mean, what do we have? We don't have anything. We're just filthy Americans. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Unless you're Texas. We believe in merit. We don't believe in heredity. Take that. Oh. Um. I like my Irish heritage, thank you very much. <laughs> wow. That's the closest just, you'll get to an outburst from him. Most that's likely. a comeback to last the ages. 
The I'm not known for those. <laughs> the I'm that? not known for those. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so if we had a topic, it would be about game length. Because I went on the Theology Gaming University Facebook wall and said, wow, the Order 1886 is five to seven hours long. And it's $60. And most of it's cutscenes. And I watched it all, so I can actually speak on pretty much 30. I, you I watched actually the, watched it. I watched the entire thing. I want... I, Dude, even if I am not going to be playing a game, I want to at least know something about it. And in this case, I knew it was going to be gone by the end of the day. So it's like, okay, you know what? Let's see what's so amazing about this game that they've been overhyping and that just looks like another Drake's fortune. Wait, did, did you like – you saw – so you saw the whole thing. So <clears throat> Pretty much. So I skipped you, a few brief gameplay segments that were just more and more shooting. There was – it was so monotonous I would just skip to the next cutscene, but that's it. So your opinion is not based on conjecture like mine. <laughs> No, I've seen the entire okay. thing. That's why I was so, so fervently arguing with Jonathan. I saw it, and I am not impressed. Okay, the so slightest. you wouldn't pay sixty dollars for? I wouldn't pay twenty dollars for that thing. I expect it to be someday when the PS4 and the Xbox One are older, like you know how the Xbox 360 and the PS3 are now. It'll be six bucks. It will be the new dark sector. It will be that <laughs> game that a few people can get for really cheap. They'll bundle it in just to make it so that they can sell some of the copies. <laughs> okay, so let's say, do you think it's a good idea to criticize games based on length? No. Depends. Not 100%. Okay, or, or in what genres or types of games should we judge on length or value for money, so to speak? It, it varies. That That's the main issue is that it varies. Like if with a mobile title, it changes a lot because dollar value is skewed there as well as different from consoles. And also, is it a AAA game or is it an indie game? There's a lot of different circumstances that change the value of it. But really, the main issue is the amount of enjoyment you're actually going to be getting from it, the amount of replayability in that. And I do think we do need to, at least for a little bit, account for just how much you're getting per dollar. I know it's not the greatest metric, but... Realistically, if I'm putting $60 in and I'm basically spending $10 per hour of entertainment, there's a lot better deals for that. There are a ton of better deals for that. Yeah, and I don't think it's justifiable to say, here is the art, right? And then you go, well, this art is $2,500. See how much more enjoyment you're getting out of it? Because it's satisfying. But you can look at this work for about two minutes. So Uh is that better? I don't think so. Well, see, it comes down to value is relative, and that's yeah. the thing with games. Um, if you shouldn't, first off, you shouldn't pre-order or buy anything at launch just based on hype or anything. You should do research first, obviously. Yeah. Unless, like, you're a staunch, like, let's say, uh, Dark Souls Two was one of the first games I pre-ordered in a long time because I really liked Dark Souls One, so I pre-ordered it. I was satisfied with my purchase, but even then, I still watched videos of it up until release to kind of make sure what I was getting into in case I wanted to change my mind at the last minute. But the thing is, with the whole value thing, uh, Bayonetta, I got Bayonetta for 20 bucks. However, given how much fun I had and how much enjoyment I got out of it, I would have gladly paid $60, and I would have still felt that it was money well spent, whereas there's other games that I've spent more money on, and I didn't get as much enjoyment from them, and I don't feel that I got my money's worth. So I don't really think that we should criticize the game based on length and how much it's selling for because any game 
coming out now on the major market on the consoles anyway is going to be selling for 50 60 bucks regardless even this on the reason sorry go ahead no you can cut in this is kind of why i'm a cheapskate in terms of buying games and i don't ever get any exactly. big name games i mean hum- humble bundles the way to go for me and steam <laughs> sales yeah pretty much at this point but all so the th- the thing is you have to if you think that if you were to say all right evolve just came out Evolve is not for me. I have a problem with the business practices and other stuff. But if you were to go and read a bunch of reviews for it, watch gameplay, and you say, you know what? That's a game that I think I'll enjoy. You buy it for 60 bucks, and you play 100 hours of it, or even just five hours. But either way, you feel you got your money's worth and you enjoyed it, then it's okay. There are going to be people who play the order and say, you know what? I feel I got my money's worth. I enjoyed my time with it. So I don't think it's... uh, a matter of the games indie or AAA or the length that's did you feel that you enjoyed your time with it and that's all that really matters at the end of the day because some people if you know you're not going to enjoy the game don't spend the money on it until it's cheaper because if you do spend the money on it when it's expensive and complain about it I have no sympathy for you honestly if you go buy the order right now after hearing all this mess and say, well, it's too short and I didn't enjoy it. Well, you knew that going into it, so you don't really have any room to complain. But if you buy it later on down the road for 20 30 bucks, you say, you know what? I spent this much money on it. I feel like I got my money's worth and I enjoyed it. Then, you know, that's it. It's really just value is relative to people. I mean, that's why we have people who pay stupid amounts of money for artwork that my daughter could do. <laughs> they feel that it's worth it. And I mean, like pop art? Yeah, that's it's pop. It's not even art. You don't like Peter Max? Is you don't like Peter Max? I don't even know who that is. (laughs) Google it. (laughs) But you know that's why we have people who spend money on things that other people are like. Why would you do that? You know, value is relative. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. And if you feel that you are spending your money well, then hey, power to you. I'll call you out if you're stupid, and I think it's a waste of your money. But you have the hey, that's your call, dude. Um, I've got another also another side of it. It's a more niche side by comparison to the regular consumer market. But um, I got this for sixty bucks, not because I necessarily wanted to spend sixty dollars on fuse. I did actually get my money's worth. I have a ninety percent on my trophy completion. This is the most I've gotten any trophies in a game. I did actually enjoy playing it. But um, the reason why I actually have pre-ordered any game besides Bioshock Infinite and Dead Space 3, which were both cases of me really liking the franchise, anytime I bought a game for 60 bucks was to cover it, because I couldn't just contact the developer or publisher, because I'm not a big enough game journalist. And that's another side of things, where it's like, how much content am I going to actually be able to produce from these games that I buy to cover? That's why, usually, I focus on indies when I'm not able to request to go or something like that. I have to focus on things like Steam sales, and most... I, I've gotten lucky. I've gotten about 40 views for some of my older game reviews, like for Syndicate and Halo 3 ODST. But for a lot of older reviews, you get a very decreased thing. And it's especially problematic with recent releases. Like, I'm going to be reviewing Dying Light close to release, but because I still didn't beat IGN to the punch, I'm going to get that many less viewers and that many less hits because I didn't roll it out as soon as possible. Also, in the case of multiplayer games, that's the other big issue. Like you're saying with Evolve, a lot of people are expecting it to drop off in the next couple of months. I wholeheartedly expect this because I was calling it like that back when I was previewing the big alpha. And thing is, if you don't drop that 60 bucks now to play it when everyone's playing it, 
there's going to be a very small amount of people to actually play with when it's over. And in some cases, like Resistance 3, the multiplayer might be offline by the time you get the game, and or it might be dominated completely by experts and newbies like you, in which case one side's getting all the kills and one side's dying repeatedly, which was the case of Sniper Elite V2. Yeah, that happens a lot in multiplayer games nowadays. You basically have to get on the ground floor, or else you're just going to get wiped. Exactly. Well, not Unfortunately, that happened... That happened with me with Forge. I went to pick up Forge for the first time and I found out that the servers were knocked down and it's gone forever. Um, And I liked that one. That one was promising. I I really like the selling it. If the servers aren't up, they should not be selling it, honestly. It's not sell, sold, it's it's free free to play, play. but they didn't take it off Steam. They just haven't taken it down. Speaking of um, uh, imbalanced multiplayer, I've been finding that a lot with Counter Strike Global Offensive. Well, that's even not, though that one's a fun game. Well, the difference there is that's not because of sales not getting enough players. That's because a lot of there are a lot of players who are decent at the game, but who get put up against too tough competition. So if they let themselves die repeatedly in a match over and over and over again, they'll get sent down the ranks to lower ranking players. Seriously, there are people who do this. Oof, and it is awful. There's no other multiplayer game I know of does this, but Counter Strike Global uh. Offensive does. Well, most fighting games have a ranking system. Fighting games also do that, too. But it's too. Yeah. very hard to lose your rank, so you usually can't abuse these systems to get down to lower ranks, and nor would you want to, <laughs> because you want to play people of ascending skill. Like in Guilty Gear, XR just came out. That one has actually a pretty good ranking matchmaking system. And I got it for $20, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> That's I have a really good example of uh, game length. I, ha- I have both uh, Medal of Honor... Um, and Mirror's Edge. I completed those in four and five hours, respectively. Mirror's Edge, I would say, tops off Medal of Honor by a long shot. That's not uh, much competition, though. It's the exactly, Medal of Honor Exactly, but the thing is, I would have paid a lot more for Mirror's Edge than I would have for Medal of Honor if I yeah. knew it going into it, even though I'm a cheapskate and got Mirror's Edge for 75% off anyways. Like five bucks? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It, it was a dollar an hour. I think that's worth it. Now, um, back to game length, I will say that something that we noticed at Artistry and Games, we noticed there's a lot of reviews that they don't really talk about length unless there's a noticeable problem. Like with the order, it's going to be – people are going to talk about, okay, well, you can run through it in five hours or it'll last you six to eight if you do the things. So at the site, what we started doing is putting in a little blurb saying, all right, so what is your purchase net to? Which is basically, all right, here's what the game is selling for. Here's what you're getting, and we try to give you an idea of what you're getting, you know, on top of the review. So, for instance, um, I did a review of The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Great game. All right, it's selling for 20 bucks base price, right? I beat it in about three hours. However, if you're really good and you pay attention to everything, you could probably knock that time in half or down to two hours. However, I talked about it. I said, you know what? Given how fantastic the writing was, it's gorgeous, and given how much I enjoyed it, I said, you know, if you think this is your kind of game, I think it'll be money well spent for you. There's going to be other people, though, who read the review or they watch things about Ethan Carter and they say, you know what? I don't feel like spending 20 bucks on this, but maybe 5 or 10 And, you know, that's something that we tried to do because we want you to get an idea of your value of what you're getting from a game because it's something like uh, – Sticks, when we reviewed that, it was selling for 40 bucks, and for a while it's awesome, but then after a while yeah, it kind of I, peters out. 
I and we're like, all right, so here's the thing. It's good for a little while, but then it peters off. Now, if you're okay with spending 40 bucks on it right now, go ahead, but you may want to wait until it gets a little cheaper so you don't feel quite as gypped. We're trying to just raise awareness for the consumer. Like, all right, we want you to know what you're getting into, and we really want to be consumer advocates. And we just feel that's not a something a lot of games reviews are fulfilling is letting the player know, the consumer know exactly what they're getting as far as time per money investment. Because a lot of people who've been doing it a while forget, hey, some people have to buy their games. You know, they don't just get a code <laughs> or box copy sent to their house with all sorts of swag saying, "Hey, free games." That's Some actually of us had to buy games. That's it. That's the thing I'm also grappling with because Dying Light is the first sixty dollars game I've been given as a review copy. So <laughs> I didn't have to pay anything. I actually got sent a code because R Street got sent a couple, so I could actually take one and use we it on my sent own. A lot, surprisingly. Like, yeah, there was a we big, didn't get anything, and then all of a sudden it was like, "Holy, well, we apparently have Techland out. had a big bottle up on actually getting the codes out, so they only got out like the day before it released. So they that's only why... sent out like eight hundred review copies too, from what I understand. Yeah, so, so the const- really so it's almost all PC codes, almost all the PC, almost all the reviews are actually done on PC. There was only like yeah, like eight hundred console reviews. It's kind of crazy, but um. It's been interesting because I like the game and everything, but I just keep thinking, but would I be happy with buying this for $60? And honestly, as I get through it, even though I'm enjoying it a lot, no, I wouldn't pay $60 for this. This is more like a $30 game at most. Hmm. I'm thinking about this myself also because I played Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes, right? And Uh I know a lot of people complained about the length of the game, but I have played it for 12 hours so far. I'm just enjoying the mechanics. So, see, would you feel that you got you enjoyed your time with it? Yeah, I actually paid exactly twelve dollars <laughs> for it. Also, so <laughs> if you want to count, so I mean, that way. exactly. I mean, if you enjoyed your time with it, then I really think criticizing game for its length it kind of misses the point of the whole value. I yeah. mean, if someone's like you said, some people didn't enjoy Ground Zeroes, but you know what? You enjoyed it. You got your money's worth, and you enjoyed it i mean that's the thing if you enjoy it yeah i tend to view the game based off the mechanics rather than length or time for money that kind of thing because i have a love of arcade games and you know cave shooters that kind of thing right and technically those games are like 30 minutes if you blow through and credit fee and whatever but if you play for score or you're playing for a no death run or a one credit clear that kind of thing those games last a lot longer than they would otherwise. But, you know, you have to kind of train yourself to play them that way. So a lot of people are not going to play them that way. So right. for them, it's 30 minutes. That's it. Mm-hmm. He plays it for mechanics, but he likes Uncharted. I see yeah, I know. It makes no sense to me <laughs> either. Right. I liked right. it. I, I didn't hate it. I'm also I loving it. how, you know, he's actually managed to bring up a game that David hated because I got Ground Zeroes. David was trying to play it at my house, and he called it broken. Really? It's okay. Yeah, that... I I did not enjoy the mechanics at all. And wow. then after later I got better at the game, he just looked at me annoyed when I was showing it to him as it was I'm not a console gamer though. I'm not as good with console games. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It Says is the guy, really a console You game. pick up any game you're good at, it, David. You know Shush. that. <laughs> My family actually kind of hates him for that because if he had a key, <laughs> he would unlock every challenge and like, you know, 
the we fit and all sorts of I mean seriously the boys unlocking challenges in we fit we fit every, seriously it's it's like he's trying to be insultingly good at it I played it once it fat shamed me and then I stopped <laughs> Yeah, it loves to fat shame everyone. It said I was overweight because I just, you know, apparently I'm too tall for it. You're like, hey, screw you too, Wee Fit. Screw you. <laughs> Stupid yoga trainers just sitting there mocking you. <laughs> oh, just geez. don't get her in a fight. Just I think that's why they put her in Super Smash Brothers so people could feel cathartic about beating never living snot out of her. Yeah. This is for the time oh, she said I was fat. Obese. Yeah. And your little me is waddling around. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I wonder how fat it is now, since I stopped playing it. Wait, did it grow? Oh my gosh, I might actually need to pop it back in just to see how everyone looks. Um, None of us have used it in like a year or two. (laughs) Got my balance. Anyway. It's going to look like that uh, monster from Dragon Age Origins, the Horde Mother, whatever. That gigantic, ugly... That's actually not a Horde Mother. That's actually mages. Uh, Spoilers, I guess. Ooh, Bioware games. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that was Speaking wild, of game length, it. though, he, here's an exact opposite situation. Uh, take one guess as to how many hours I put into Planet Side 2, which is a free MMO. Um, five and two in the bush. That's not even... Never mind. <laughs> I want to say... 100 and, 103 hours. What? Oh, that's, yeah. not, that's not bad for an MMO. Yeah, no, but the thing is, though, I paid nothing for it, and I'm still thoroughly enjoying it, which is an interesting different side of the story. You don't always have to pay for something to enjoy it. Exactly. I the best things in life are free, as the Ink Spots would say. <laughs> I mean, th- this is why I do MMOs. Warframe, Planet Side 2, Team Fortress 2, um, some other ones like Dungeons & Dragons Online. He also likes Don't bother with Lord of the Rings Online. Term. It stinks. He likes um, to stretch the term that is MMO. Because he's huh. just driving also competitive shooters and everything else. Those all seem like they fit. <clears throat> kind of. I, I, Team Fortress 2 is the one where I am just... It's not really an MMO, though. It's hard to call it. It's like Team Fortress 2 is Team Fortress 2. and Anything that is specifically multiplayer only and is pretty much against single player is something that I pretty much consider an MMO. I mean, I'd consider... It may not be fit underneath the definition of an MMO, but something like uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive where you have the uh, tutorial and you can play against bots, and that's really your only single-player experience. The main emphasis is on playing against other people. Um, those I consider more along the lines of an MMO-esque game, even if they are not labeled as such. Interesting. Okay. But it's not an MMORPG, because that would be an RPG. <laughs> right. It's more. It's an MMO competitive shooter. Yeah. MMOFPS. Yeah, okay. Arcade. Everyone try to say MMOFPS three times fast. MMOFPS. 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 Iris wristwatch. Morpiger. Neverwinter is another free MMO that's an RPG as well that actually has a story behind it. And World of Warcraft in your case. Oh, World of Warcraft. I, I probably. That? But that's a monthly fee. <laughs> I think I would scare you with how many hours I have invested. Uh, oh, for, let us spare the hmm. let's spare the listeners then. And move actually, on. actually, that um, a simple to- answer. Pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I got my family into it, so it's my fault. 
You are a terrible Blame person. You, buddy. <laughs> but that was like, let's roll back here. Burning Crusade. The demons of WoW are clutching at your oh, soul. Oh, wow, right you were now. back then too. Yeah. Oh, the farthest well, I got was um, Cataclysm. I, I started playing in vanilla. And oh, geez. I did wow. old stuff. And then uh, I stopped playing, and then I got back into the game when I was like, my brother wanted to play, and then I'm like, hey, mom and dad, why don't you play too? And I to kicked day, cocaine, but then I went back to it because my brother and family wanted to do cocaine with me. Now we all do cocaine together. <laughs> <laughs> Simple word replacement, huh? <laughs> uh, to be honest, after reaching the level cap for the fourth time and running through the same quest over and over and running the same raids, it got a little boring. Yeah, but see, all right, I have a lot of friends who liked WoW. They like playing the MMOs. It's not for me. You've played a lot. See, me, I look at it and I say, all right, paying for this monthly when I can just pay a flat rate and get a game that I know I'll enjoy more? See, that's – I don't think that that would be a good See, value for me. That's the I don't thing. Enjoy- I don't do monthly MMOs for that well, exact yeah, but, reason. But I, I the thing is, like, <laughs> even free ones, I don't like MMOs in general. Even though my friends were like, hey, you need to play this. I was playing with friends. It's just not for me. So even though it's free or it costs money – I'm not going to get enjoyment out of it, so why waste time or money? You know, but then you have people like you, my friends, you know, you enjoy MMOs. You know what? Hey, if you do and you enjoy it, then power to you. Uh, there is an interesting combination of the You can't cry yourself two. to sleep at night. I give you permission to <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Yes, Elijah. Professor Oliver. Yes. I have an example to give that's actually also its own side of things. Um, oh, we're boy. talking primarily in reference to multiplayer games. I'm not a professor. Physics. I only have a master's degree. Technically, it doesn't count. <laughs> only. Show off. <laughs> call me nurse. But, um, okay. I'm going to have to admit to putting so, a ridiculous amount of time in my, my own game, which um, across two different platforms I have put in over, according to Steam, and from what I could gauge for myself with my hours spent on the PlayStation, Probably over 200 hours of Dead Space 2 through the new game. That I will... Out of all the things, that's... That's embarrassing. That that I, I I seriously I have done the new I did the new game plus so much on my PlayStation Three that I have a save where basically every single gun besides that stupid javelin gun that I hated is You're... unlocked and upgraded to the maximum ability. Every piece of armor, every different little thing that I could unlock, other than the hardcore difficulty, because I could never just have enough time to play through it in one sitting, and you know what? I I I. I Barely spent. I got the first time I had it on PS3. I got a loaned copy because I just finished Dead Space Two and a friend had, so he loaned it to me. Then David bought me a five dollar because it was a five dollar PC copy, so I could play it on there. Then I spent eight dollars to get the limited edition version on PS3, so that I could have Dead Space Extraction again, and so that I could play multiplayer because the PC version is utterly broken. There's like this one weird guy who's hacked it, so he's like the Flash as a necromorph. Seriously, and he just t- kills anyone if he's around there. He, I don't know if it's a bot or what, but the dude is always on there if you're actually in matchmaking. It's like the dude has nothing else to do in his life, so I have to believe it's a bot, but who went through that so much effort for such a niche multiplayer thing? I mean, it's a fun multiplayer, but I don't see why you'd make a bot for it. So but, Dead Space, of all the things. Dude, you know, do all not... that Tangent just said is, I am a sad person. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, that's the first thing I thought of because I'm like, oh, an EA game trying to copy the success of other kinds of games that are similar. Sign me up. Tread lightly. <laughs> Tread yeah, lightly. I might receive a little flack from Elijah for this, but probably one of the most interesting combinations that I've seen in a kind of an interesting business model, too, of a combination MMO and single-player-esque game was Guild Wars. Not Guild Wars 2. I haven't played... Yes, I see you looking at me. He dragged me through that MMO to max rank, and I mean dragged. <laughs> I was sick at one point, and he and I was on there playing with him, trying to get through to the end. The oh, you should have said man. something. <laughs> yeah, I did! No, you, you just I was sick! I do not remember Yes, this. you I remember, did! I remember at, nothing, therefore it never gave happened. Me, because I was so out of it that I couldn't even duel myself in that one boss fight against yourself, you just gave me a guide to build my character to be able to break through. And it was just two different powers swapping between them until I channeled through. Guild Wars. You realize you lost the rest of us. Guild Wars is so weird. I don't like the tanking system in that at all. No, I will admit it was broken in some points. But the (laughs) concepts I enjoyed. Because it's a combination MMO and single player. Fundamentally, it's, it's a good idea. And I did like Guild Wars' attempt... At making a dynamic world, yeah. Needs I wish more they would have been able to push Rurik over the edge. I also Needs like the more ability to push Rurik over the edge of a cliff. I like the limited move sets too. I think that's something yeah. more MMOs need for PvP purposes. Because man, yeah. wow, it's definitely. too many buttons. Too many buttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is the annoying part. But if Guild Wars Two was done in a better way in terms of its dynamic universe, I think it could have been done pretty well because their concept was sound. I mean, I also like the idea that you pay for the game once and you're done. You don't have to do a monthly fee, which is really nice. You get to keep the game forever and they'll keep their servers up for as long as they can. From the sounds of it, they're still going pretty strong, but um, there's another game that sounds like they're attempting to do a dynamic universe, um, Star Citizen. Um, he was the uh, original idea maker for making the for making Microsoft's Freelancer game, was which is probably one of my favorite uh, space sim games um, that, that's out there. And he's creating a universe that reacts dynamically to the user, including like a commerce system and a whole bunch of other um, features. And to me, that's what makes it an MMO interesting is when they attempt to make something not just the same quest that everyone does over and over again, but actually has a physical effect on the rest of the um, landscape. Star Citizen looks awesome and it's ambitious as I'll get out. I just really hope though it's not a Peter Molyneux fable <laughs> situation where they're like, all right, so we had to cut all this stuff. Which I don't oh, think. Oh, did you guys see about? I don't think the was was the they recently had some stuff on Godus on Kotaku and everywhere about. That was the first thing I thought of. Which I mean, though they keep delaying it and they're being open, which I appreciate. Whereas Peter Molyneux just typically kind of comes out and is like, "All right, well, my last game sucked and we can't do the features for this one, but the next one's going to be even better because yeah." <laughs> and now the creator of this game, I actually um, believe he's really going to put everything into it because his passion's there. Chris Roberts, his passion right? lies in space. He's yeah. the wing commander guy. Yeah. Yes. He's awesome. His yeah. passion is in space sims. I think he will pull it through, even if it is going to take longer. Which, I mean, I just hope. I'm sure thing. they might have to cut some features, and I'm not hating on it because it's ambitious and I really want it to succeed. I just 
don't want it to be that type of situation. I would rather them at least say, all right, we're going to ship it like this, but we're going to keep adding stuff rather than yes. doing small and new situations. I think that's like, probably right. going to be the case because it is technically an MMO of sorts. Right, which it though it looks awesome. I'm oh yeah, the mouth. If just, you if you have not seen it, you have to check it out. Like a, and you know, just cry at looking at the specs. Like oh, my computer. It's kind of like Eve Online with the soul crushing. Aspect no, of it. no, it is nothing like Eve Online. <laughs> Eve it's Online not a spreadsheet. Is it's not an interactive spreadsheet. It's Who a game. Loves interactive spreadsheets. <laughs> Put the number I'm in the sorry, right spot. Eve, after playing Freelancer. <laughs> Eve was probably the most convoluted evil user interface I've ever seen. <laughs> Mental uh, fatigue. Uh, I'm not even going to go there. I. <laughs> Holy. Uh, but you hear about oh it in the news, and then I, it's like, and then it fades uh, away. Uh, like, okay, Elijah's making a face. He has had an epiphany. Okay, uh, no, 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 not an epiphany. Something really crazy <laughs> just happened in Halo Reach. We're talking game fails. We're playing something. Yes! Yep. He multitasks. He always multitasks. I can't because my keyboard is too loud. It keeps my head clear. Well, that's why <laughs> I use a controller. But, um, okay. I, I, I'm on Oni Sword Base in Reach. Um, I, I'm using the railgun, Warthog. The, the gunner hits this one vehicle that the Covenant are using. It inst- instantly goes flying. It hits the ceiling of the map. Part of it just landed down in front of me on a different part of the level. <laughs> it was like... Well, you get, I, I'm reminded of a thing a guy said when I got a really good snapping remark in when I was a kid with him, and I still don't know how I did. And he was like, okay, you get one miracle in life, and you wasted it on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good one, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Too bad you didn't record it. Uh, I, well, that's the beauty of Halo. That's the one of the things I like is um, you, that everything after Halo 3 actually has a built-in recorder. So I don't the even have to have my Elgato running. Theater mode. Theater mode has oh, yeah. saved. That's is, a thing. It is amazing. Last, Theater mode was awesome. I think the last Halo game I played was in <clears throat> 2007. That is wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, I bought the other ones, and I'll play them at some point. But if it I makes you feel any better, I can only do the first one and two, and I don't even own them. Boy, I will drag you through the co-op campaigns until you complete all of them. Don't I have to pay I know $50? you will. Dude, no, I need to Xbox pay 300 to get a console or whatever it costs now. Uh, don't bother. Stick with PC. PC will be life. Unless well, you play Nintendo games. games. Well, there actually PC is, is where Star Citizen lives. I will live in that realm. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> yeah, Unless you need a Wii U, in which case you're me. And I both. Well, I, I'm halfway there. I have a Wii. <laughs> eh, yeah. Just need to add you. Pumptis. I still have my GameCube hooked up to my TV because I'm awesome. Nice. I had a GameCube for years until I got the Wii. Yeah, (laughs) and then progressive scan changed everything. Yeah, I know. Trying to get component cables for the GameCube is just... Uh, Do you hate yourself? (laughs) I tried. It was just like... Because I never needed it, and then I got an HDTV. I was like, oh, man, I would like to actually be able to play Killer7 on component cables. Oh, 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 no. (laughs) Just buy a Wii. Actually, I have an advice, a Caleb. Use your Elgato. It actually converts it. It works for my PS2. When I put it, like it in, it usually fixes the color issues and everything. That's actually why 
honestly, I the most the, I don't play my PS2 unless I have it plugged into the Elgato because when I have it into the Elgato, it has color and everything. Whereas if I don't, it looks like I'm playing on one of the old TVs. Like there's some guys who modded one of the really old black and white TVs to play Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, it's like playing that on my on my TV right now. It just it's weird. But if you put it through the Elgato, it's color. It's a fairly decent resolution. Yeah, actually, those, those actually work. Like the pass through cards. Like I hooked up PS2 to my uh, like an HDMI monitor, and it looks great. No input delay, from what I can tell. There is a certain charm though in playing it in a four by three resolution on a HD TV, and it's all blurry. Playing Super Smash Brothers, I'll made try it. to pretend that. Oh, you have that sense. too. That game is awesome. I actually did it. A friend of mine came over, and he said, "Do you have any games?" And I'm sitting here looking at my stack of Xbox and PS3 games. And he said, "said yeah," and he looked and said, "You have a GameCube." You have Super Smash Brothers. So, duh. Let's play. Okay. Elijah, didn't I crush you in that game too? Most likely. Actually, usually <laughs> you cooperated with me. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. The game you crushed me at was Stratego, and I'm never forgetting that. <laughs> SOB. <laughs> I had never played it. We oh. were at we were at some kind of convention type thing. My mom needed to do something, so we were both sitting around waiting. We were kids back at this point, and <clears> this thank- was before I had mercy. Yeah, you still don't. Mario Kart clearly <laughs> proved that last week. But um, <laughs> I'm just you know I- I'm not a very good guy when it comes to strategy unless it's turn based strategy, and even then I do better. That was turn based strategy. Yeah, Stratego is turn based. Even then, even then I do better against AI than humans. What's this boy do? He crushes my hopes and spirits, and then not too long afterwards, conveniently, there were also a couple Boy Scouts over there for literal Boy Scouts over because um there was something for them as well. One of them brought his laptop, and then I was introduced to um Empire Earth, which yes, I know another strategy thing, but at least it looked cool. And on that one, I wasn't getting my arse handed to me by some blonde wannabe elf. Stratego's fun though. Not thank you, friends. Yeah. Sticking your ass from here to Kingdom it's Come. It's about like fog of war and asymmetrical information. It's fun. Uh huh. And then you get blown up by a bomb because you're dumb and you weren't predicting it. <laughs> and Boom! He, <laughs> and he didn't even explain to me after things like some of the bombs and stuff like that. I did too. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You glazed over. I do not remember. Therefore, it never happened. And you let me just set up my army however I wanted, so that all of my weak units were in the front, and all of my powerful units were in the back. Because I was like, okay, well, the powerful guys, I don't want to lose these guys. And it's like, no, you actually wanted those in the front. (laughs) Well, it depends. (laughs) Yeah, it depends on your strategy. It's been many years since I played. Boy, you should play it again. No, I refuse. This is why I refuse to play Stratego, chess, checkers, uh, any strategy board game. He will not play with me, except Risk. He occasionally plays Risk. Oh, Risk, risk is fun. Well, Risk, risk is, is a lot of luck. Yeah, yeah, except the fact that um, him and his one and friend that I <laughs> play with, Kane, yeah, we kind of agreed to kill him, and we sort of did in like our first sitting in the first forty-five minutes. We never. Yeah, they. Uh, there seems to be a vendetta against me playing Stratego games with more than one person. I wonder why. So is Stratego, is that the game that a light that David loves but no one else does around here? I guess that that yes. We're going to My wife games. does not like Stratego at all. <laughs> for, probably for the same board reason. Games. I don't play board games very much, but Stratego. <gasps> yeah. 
How dare you? I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't play any board games either. Some of us don't have a bunch of people conveniently within line of sight. Fortune Street doesn't count. Carcassonne, does Settlers. Fortune Street count? Come on. No? Monopoly. Deal. <laughs> oh, Monopoly, yeah. I like Monopoly. Oh, no, you don't play Monopoly with my family unless you want to be like Game no. of Thrones. Oh, no, on, unless if you fire. have a death wish. Oh, no, seriously. No. For my dad's side of the do, family? Do not? No. They will go do, out for no. blood. They will go for blood. My grandmother was... Wait, isn't that how it's supposed to be And then if you mix my mom into the mix yet? Oh, boy. It just, you don't, you don't, you don't. Is that you how don't. it's supposed to be no. played? Not in theory. Not in theory. It's the friendly I, game I can of see them in the back capitalism. now sharpening their fingernails. <laughs> it's the friendly game of cutthroat capitalism. I mean, I don't understand how that's... Incorrect. <laughs> it's fun to crush your little siblings in it and Absolutely. to crush all their hopes and dreams. Actually, or my sister men. Me it's like, all right, brother, you have Boardwalk and I have Park Place. Give me that and I'll give you $200 right now. Okay, you're screwed. <laughs> Wait, what did just happen? You just, you just lost. Or you could do it to your father's clients. You play Monopoly with them and then beat them. That really helps. <laughs> Son, they don't no, want to do much business with their clients with and then have a wager if I yeah. do this. <laughs> Yelling about the rules. You can't have <laughs> no, that you many can't hotels. Do that. You can't do that. Yep. Who said? Who said so? I mean, I only have one side of the entire board. Yeah, it's like those people who say, like, you know, you get money out of free parking. It's not even in the rule book, guys. Come on. So you, you make your money out of free parking. I buy free parking. You have to pay me for that. House rules. <laughs> House rules are avoid. Anyways, we're bunny trail. Are we? Yes. Um, but it's a podcast. You may do as right. many bunny trails as you wish. So, David, what is a game that you love but no one else does? Stratego! Video game-wise. Okay. Because Stratego, um, Stratego is more of a classic, I would say. Um, that's actually a really good question because most of the games I play, no one else does. <laughs> so all of them, or does yeah. anymore? That's a one, very one in answer. particular that I've actually enjoyed. Believe it or not, is probably the Mighty Quest for Epic Loot. I don't that's, know if you've ever played that or not. Popular, really? Serious, dude. See, I introduced like you to off. it. It I, seemed I like it dropped off to me. It's mainly because yeah. Ubisoft did horrible PR for it. That was their problem. And there was a bunch of issues with it being a buggy launch on PC when they got over to Steam. Seriously, if you transferred over to Steam, all your progress was gone and you couldn't log into the game. They hmm. finally fixed that issue. And if you asked them about it, it was just like, oh, it's been fixed. Until it finally was fixed, which is I'm imagining is what is also going to happen to Rayman Legends at some point. Some guy will press a button and fix everything in that one. And then... Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, to be honest, I'm not sure if I really have any games that no one likes. <laughs> um, not that I can think of anyway, unless if you consider most of the classics. But see, they're classics but, because everyone loved them. Exactly. David's so, too I, uncontroversial for this topic. That doesn't mean they were good. It just means they were classics. Hey, now. Hey. Icewind Dale hey. and Baldur's Gate are considered the best, some of the best games of all time. Oh, yeah. though. I wouldn't Thanks. disagree with that. I haven't played them, and I own them, but... <laughs> Same here. <laughs> it's like, I'll get around to this someday. Was Red Faction Armageddon one of those games you hated, Elijah? Actually, that was one of the Everyone ones. The one I didn't like was Gorilla, which it was. Oh, that's right. Red Faction is a game with one gimmick, and then that's the whole series, I guess. Oh, Red no. Faction Armageddon actually, actually has repairing things as well. I actually thought that was a fairly decent repairing thing. Repairing things? Although the story doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, let, let me put it this way. 
blow up a building to take out all the enemies in it, then rebuild that building, get in there, use it as a sniping position. That works for me. But the fact that that had to come at the end of the series, not like in the second entry, signifies a problem. The, they also had to deal with Red Faction 1 and 2 were on the PlayStation 2 and could only handle so much. Yeah, yeah but the first true. Red Faction was insanely ambitious. Seriously, if you load up the GOG version on your PC, you can just keep making tunnels endlessly. Endlessly. So is Armageddon the game you love that no one else does? Nah, I'll go last because <laughs> I have to pick. Because I seriously, I'm, I'm going to be doing some like um, top five lists for my YouTube channel because there's a bunch of games I want to cover that I've already beaten. And um, I, I already have a list, so I'm going to just pick through them really quickly. Yeah, I'm love. just going to say I don't have games that people don't like. Uh, <laughs> how horrible for you. I could pick one of two. So which one are you? Okay, Arcade. Go with both. How, both? <laughs> David has none, so go with both. Okay, why not? All right, well, first one is uh, Near. Now, that's Far. interesting because I've heard a lot of things about it lately after launch where people say, you actually should go back and check this game out because yeah. it's actually better than people said it was. It is substantially better than anyone said it was, unfortunately. <laughs> At least from a narrative standpoint, yes. And from a game standpoint, it's a bog-standard action RPG that decides to put everything in weird angles half the time. Angles. So, it, yeah, it's strange. Like, sometimes it turns it into a top-down shooter. Other times it's a RE-style mansion. And then there's a text adventure thrown in the middle. You know, just for fun, right? There's, like, no expectations on the game, so the developers kind of put whatever they wanted into it. And I guess... I don't want to say much about the story because it would really spoil it. <laughs> Isn't there a dude fighting? Uh, suffice people? to say, it if you played Drakengard at all, it will make a little more sense. But it's basically oh. a you are living in a post-apocalyptic land, and this all sounds super generic, right? <laughs> but it's not like the kind of post-apocalypse you would see in most games. Where it's like, oh, everything's dirty and grungy and everything's falling apart. It's more like people are just dying off slowly and nobody knows why. And you're, you see a, uh, you know, kind of, there's an intro sequence where you see a guy, it looks like modern times, except there are weird black creatures attacking him. And then after you do this intro sequence, the game suddenly says like 1300 years later. And then you're playing as the same guy and you go, huh? What? <laughs> and, from there, it just gets more interesting and more strange and weird. And, you know, anyway, huh. I'm not going to say anything more than that. It's probably about <laughs> $20 right now. So I would say recommend it to any and all people who... Planning on it, yeah. man. Planning Seriously, on it. just go buy it. Go play it. Then play it again. Because you won't get the full story unless you actually play through it three times. Oh... It's one of but those how many, games. How long does the playthrough take, though? Uh, first playthrough, I'd say, is about 10, 12 hours. And then the second playthrough happens, it starts at the first uh, halfway point of the game, and then you go forward again. So it's not a full <clears throat> game you're playing through. It's more like playing through half the game again. But there's specific reasons why it's done that way, and it'll make sense when you get there. Spoilers! Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's not spoilers. And then the... Uh, the the last part of the game contains the third ending contains a final choice, which is super interesting. <laughs> yeah, you'll see what I mean. Anyway, just for any and all, 
either read the articles that I wrote about it, which is about 10,000 words. <laughs> Don't read the last part until you finish the game. That's all I'll say about it. Um, I feel so bad not saying much about it because <laughs> I, I, am, I gush about it, but it's just that if I say anything, I could spoil something because <clears throat> I have all the info in my mind and I played it way too much and thought about it way too much. So that's why I don't want to say much. <laughs> so there you go. So that's one game. And people don't seem like it, but retrospectively, it's become like people are like, oh, Nier's really good. You know. Yeah, it's like it suddenly became acceptable. It's like, you know, all the people who hated yeah. on it moved on and the everybody guy on actually... joysticks like the fishing is broken the whole time and it was like what are you talking about? Who the heck cares about the fishing? It's not about the fishing. It's about the <laughs> story. Like the it's idea it's about the fishing. Yeah, I think I <laughs> It's one of those rare times where I think a, a story in a game was actually really good. So And I don't I'm not a real story <clears throat> game kind of guy. Ah. Oh. Interesting. So yeah, that's number one. Uh, number two, I don't think anybody's playing Romance of Three Kingdoms games lately, so I think uh, they're still making them. Uh, I don't know. I think they stopped recently. <laughs> I, I, that's it. I thought that they stopped making those because Koei's like everybody's buying Dynasty Warriors, so we're not. I think they even crossbred it. I think they even had Dynasty Warriors Three Kingdoms. I liked Hyrule Warriors. I thought it was really good. Oh, I played that demo. Of that that was amazing. That was yeah. amazing. Any Dynasty Warriors fans? No. No, no. <laughs> yeah, it's about me. I think that they're fun, but I haven't actually ever bought one yet. Uh, yeah, they get really grindy after a while. My friend bought Samurai Warriors, I think, and he said, "Dude, you have to play this." I went over, and after twenty minutes, said, "I feel my IQ is lowered since I started playing this. I can't take anymore." Yeah, though they get really bad after a while. But Hyrule Warriors has <laughs> Ninja involved in Ninja Gaiden people, so well, it's it, also Zelda. So I yeah. was also like. Zelda. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Legend of Zelda. Play awesome. a Zelda. Play I a Zelda. She cleans the floor. With which weapon? Because she. Um, has like, I, I was using the default Ganador. thing in the demo. I was just playing as the default her, and I'm just like, I can make giant triangles that burn people. <laughs> oh to yeah, death. the the rapier. Yeah, she also has it, the Dominion Rod, so she can actually control the. Uh, what do you call it? Those those statues. Those are like secondary weapons. They're completely different move sets. So, yeah. I played that game a lot. <laughs> if I ever get a Wii U, I know which one I'm getting now. <laughs> and the DLC. Yeah. I bought the DLC. And that's rare for me. Oh, yeah. I heard they actually just released, or at least announced the final piece of DLC. Something about a mega boss pack or something like yeah. that. And you could play as Tingle. I mean... <laughs> that I is... Want to play as Tingle. That, play that's as Tingle. more disturbing than anything else. And I'll they, take playing as Midna. I'd love to play as Midna do. Yes. <laughs> And Twilight Midna is also a character in the DLC. Midna was awesome. It's been a while since I played a Zelda game. Uh, um, I, okay, games that you love that everyone else hated. I have two. As How well. do you have physical copies of everything? It just manifests. He's been preparing for this. Remember when he left the room? I have. I seriously have a stack. Right? Two different he stacks does. of two different things. I'm telling you, he is like Leslie Nope with the binders. Yeah, He's the like, binders. all right, I'm prepared for every situation. Okay. <laughs> These are going to both be liked for very different reasons, and I need you to not grab any sharp objects when I say the first one, because the second one you will probably not even know existed. We'll just laugh at you instead. <laughs> I'm going to just let you see the box, and I just wanted to hear the response. Can I get my sharp object at the ready right now? Just look. <laughs> okay. You know, I now, for it. those of people who can't see the webcam... Just wait. I want to hear Zach's <laughs> reply. I'm waiting. 
Look, can you see? Throw in the webcam. Can Whoa, see? get out of here. No. <laughs> no. Wait. Back away. Wait. Wait. No. Hey. Elijah, Stop. don't make me do this. Only in one <laughs> no. respect. Only in one respect do I actually think it is redeemable. Okay? Just okay. one. I like Alien Colonial Marines multiplayer. Specifically the PvP. The oh, co-op, yeah. the you campaign is horrible. It is just bad. It's unfinished? But the <laughs> PvP is just... I, I mean, it, it, I love playing as a xenomorph in it. And I love how using the motion tracker is actually necessary. There are actu- The mechanics in the single player that are pretty much useless make sense in the competitive multiplayer. And there are still people playing this. Like, full lobbies of people playing this in Team Deathmatch. That is super strange to me. The thing is, there are games that would technically be considered better, like Crisis 3. Yeah, they're dying off. Less people are playing them now than ever. Aliens Colonial Marines is still alive. There's- I think that's because some people just bought it for their kids on Christmas and didn't buy anything else. So, like, all right, we just have to make the most of this stupid game. Actually, <laughs> that here's we hate. a very good reason why Aliens Colonial Marines recently actually had a bunch of new players, specifically in North America. Five Below. I don't know if you have it in your area, Zach, but it's a store that sells games for $5 or less. They got a huge influx of Aliens Colonial Marines copies. It sells more than just games. I wonder why they got so many copies. Oh, the thing tell. is, people actually... I, I've got Shadow Colossus. I got a brand new copy of Shadow Colossus from them. This is the kind of weird things that you find at them every now and then. And Shadow Colossus is good. Yeah. HD. Woo-hoo. Yeah, I need to get to the start on the HD version, but I like the competitive multiplayer. That doesn't mean I think that it is a perfect alien game or anything. I just think that they should have dropped the campaign in all pretense of making it a full $60 release. should have been 15 bucks. They should have taken on like two more months to make the PvP work and just release it as a downloadable title. Hmm. I honestly Maybe. think if they'd done that, it would have probably gotten like sixes and sevens, but it still would have been played. It still would have been enjoyed to at least some extent. And then Alien Isolation could have rolled along and everyone would be happy. The next one... Almost no one knows, and XCOM fans in particular give derision, to which I really want to give an unpleasant hand gesture to them because of how much harassing they did to this title, because there was no good reason for it. The Bureau, oh, the Bureau. XCOM. The, oh, you actually know it. Yeah, I know about it. I have it. I, I I it. It. it was my 2013 game of the year. I gave it a 9.8. Huh. Now I'd probably give it an 8.5 because, yeah, some of the animations are a little chinky, and yeah, there's just there are a few rougher aspects, but Really, as someone who loved Brothers in Arms and who loves the whole 50s Art Deco style of Bioshock and stuff like that, it is a beautiful, fantastic game. And the ending is fantastic. 2K Marin with Bioshock 2 already proved that they could handle branching narrative and moral choices very well, that they could actually make it work for the climax to have it actually have some kind of an impact in both the gameplay and in the storytelling. And here, they do it more. They do things that would be ballsy for any other type of game. Seriously, it's what they do in that climax is fantastic. And I like how every choice you make actually has an impact. And there are four different endings, one of which is actually very dark and very stoic and very ambitious to make that be an ending choice you can actually make. Wow. It is just... I, I love playing it, and I'm sorry, but it is more strategic than Bloody X coming in Unknown. Enemy Unknown is just camp in a corner, spam Overwatch. Huh. This is you a very can- contrarian opinion. Oh my gosh, you have no idea. <laughs> Enemy Unknown was terrible. <laughs> wow, okay. 
David's the only one who gets what I'm talking about because he saw what the PC version was like when I was playing it. it After it, playing Xenonauts, I have to agree with them. Enemy Unknown is kind of a... That's just it. Xenonauts is what the new XCOM game should have been. It's kind of like a Xeno- pop culture version of Xenonauts. Xenonauts is awesome. Yeah, that, that's the thing. All the reviews for XCOM Enemy Unknown, all the different stuff like that. I mean, like I can specifically think back to Rev 3. They had Max Scoville cover it. He admitted he was not a strategy guy. His interest is in action games. He likes games like you like, Zach. Yeah, yeah. and which means I'd like it. Is that what you're saying? Basically, it was it was in a, it was a strategy game made for people who care almost nothing about strategy, in my opinion. Which is a good way to sell a game, and I think that would. Oh, it's a good way to sell a game. Yeah. It's also a horrible way to dilute a franchise. Well, Firaxis made it right. Yeah, yeah. I haven't really liked anything Firaxis has which made Civ Three. Yeah, well, their well, that's your problem is to make like accessible strategy games for mass market. I mean, Civ Five. It's awesome. Of, is yeah, it's okay. I mean, okay, I but I figured out Civ three on my own. I figured out my yeah, own. They're build fun. Over I mean, like Civ four is better than Civ five, but I mean, I'm not gonna kill myself over it. I have no personal investment in any of their games. I think they're fun. I played the new Pirates reboot. I thought it was fun. Wait, they made a Pirates reboot? I didn't know they made it a Pirates reboot. Yeah, yeah that came out some time ago. Four. <laughs> it's like a decade and, ago. Oh, right, they, the one on they have an expansion. They have an the expansion for Beyond Earth uh, with spaceship combat. Uh Beyond. Earth. That's like Civ Five, which is technically Alpha Centauri, but not really. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah a friend, friend. Alpha Centauri, just not as good. Yeah, the He's world of palette swaps. Civ. 5. Yeah. And no religion, even though they open with an Orthodox priest blessing the ship. Well, there won't be any religion in the future. No, we will all... <laughs> Actually, wait, I remember. I, I never heard anything else about this, but there was this supposed to be this cyberpunk dystopia stealth game that was supposed to actually center around religion. I remember Game Informer giving it an article at one point. Never heard anything else. It like It's like <clears throat> it vanished. It would help if you had a name. That's just it. I don't remember. It was like three years ago. The game I, just, I forgot. The game I forgot and everyone else forgot. It's very good. The game that deserves to be forgotten? The game that time forgot. There are many of those. It was going to address religion and, the you know... The game from a land before time. Could have been... Really interesting. It, was Little it was actually specifically oh. aiming to talk about also Christianity, and it was trying to do it from a Christian perspective. Both sides were actually going to be Christian, both the positive and the negative. So yeah. that could have been either really good or really terrible. Yeah, I could see it going... Horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> really well, badly. It, it can't be as depressing as seeing someone kickstart a game around King David and then turning it into a 2D platformer. And yes, there's a specific game I'm referencing to this. Uh, yeah, you showed me that one. That one, that one made me upset. It, that, it, uh, of all the things you could do with King David, and what you've turned him into is Mario. No, <laughs> not even. Really? No, 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 no. That is an insult to Mario. I think that's an insult to King David more so. I would put it more with that stupid uh, hapless Lester whatever old game. Ah, crap. Angry video name cover. I it think those, oh, Bible Adventures? Oh, jeez, no. That's even... I think those are the same guys that I learned Satan helped make those old Bible Adventure games. Those things were the worst. Man, I actually <laughs> owned those. I went I owned to a Christian bookstore and I purchased them. Warfare. I own the old Spiritual Warfare and Saints of Virtue because mom said, all right, I don't like to play video games, but they have Jesus in them, so it's okay. It's okay to buy unlicensed products. Yeah, pretty much. And there was a game, Catchy Man. The Spiritual Warfare one was interesting with the Fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. (laughs) 
But then Saints that of Virtue was a, was a Christian. And one was a banana. I remember that. One Fruit of the Spirit was a banana. Uh, and then there was like a pear and an apple. It was just... Uh, uh, made no sense. Yeah. No, it didn't. It was amusing. Never completed it. <laughs> I still have the copy around here somewhere, I think. Nonsensical and amusing. Five out of five. I, I should pick it up again just for the heck of it. See if I can actually beat it. Well, hey, I guess I, what? Oh my goodness. Actually, I think I played that with my... Um, was it my Nintendo? Yeah, they did port oh it. Oh my to goodness! Consoles, I think. I think it was on Super Nintendo. Yeah, anyway. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Well, I actually I have Super Nintendo blowing out now. the cartridge and sticking it in. Because Wisdom <laughs> Tree was the publisher. They produced a bunch of that kind of Christian shovelware garbage. Oh, Super Noah's Ark 3D. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, that's that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's got I a black cartridge. It's kind of like playing yeah. Sonic and Knuckles. Is it bad? <laughs> Yeah, that thing. Oh, the Sonic was awesome. Or at least the first ones. Don't all you, actually, you actually liked Sonic Adventures though. Yeah, Sonic Adventures, yes. How about but Sonic? I'm sorry, 6? turning turning Sonic into a werewolf and then putting him in medieval knights yes. and then Well you're not you're not oh, space made girl. sense. You're not kissing even a, yeah, yeah, kissing a girl. You and girl. You play Sonic 6? Not what? You you never heard, you've never heard of Sonic 06, have you, David? Have you played okay, it? Okay, there, there's a good reason why I stopped doing anything Sonic. <laughs> have you played oh, Sonic 06? It's have so you heard cool. of Sonic um, Rise of Lyric? Sonic Boom. Sonic, Sonic Boom. Boom. Sonic Boom. <laughs> Sonic you can literally Boom. beat it in 40 minutes because the game is so broken that if you repeatedly pause while playing as Knuckles and jump, you can actually jump out of the bounds of the levels and skip right to the end. <laughs> it's bad. Awesome. It's you know the funny thing is I did that with Tails with uh, Sonic and Sonic Three I think it was I just used him and flew over top all the levels <laughs> yeah <laughs> it does kind of break it and then I couldn't get past the one carnival level I kept getting stuck with the one bounce part never figured out how to get out of there now this is starting to sound like a Psychonauts thing because <laughs> but it's it's not as bad as Sonic O Six because nothing. But no, as bad as Sonic was. Yeah, Sonic, uh, Sonic Boom is trying its hardest. No. It's close. It's it's close. It's not as bad. It can't be. But there's, there's a, there's a, again, there's a reason gameplay? why I stopped doing anything. Have Sonic. you seen gameplay for it? Have you? I own Sonic 06, and I played it, and I suffered. <laughs> have, no, have you seen Boom? Have you seen Boom? Yeah, I've seen Boom. I mean, it just looks like. What's the best comparison? It's kind of like Sonic in, Boom is a venereal disease in a game form. I don't it's think it's painful. that bad. I think it's more uh, like an action. It's just a bad action platformer, really. It's trying no, to be Ratchet and Clank, terrible. but it's bad. It's terrible. Ratchet and Clank is awesome. It's not even like Ratchet and Clank. I think it's it's like it's trying to be Lego Star Wars and Batman Arkham Asylum. Probably. Which is the weirdest combination I can think of to begin with. So have any of you actually played Sonic okay. Boom? I'm just curious. I think I tried it for like a couple seconds. At for health-related reasons, no. <laughs> but, um, I think I want to play it. You're just lost you? to me now. I'm just waiting for the price to drop to something. Like Sonic $10. This is where you lose me. He's going to come back. Sonic Boom is the best. I don't think ever. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say it was average. Game of the year. <laughs> no, never. Come with me if you want to experience my Sonic Boom. Yeah. No Sonic game will ever be Game of the Year. Mm, definitely not. Unless if they completely turn around somehow. Yeah. So, you know, in other words, platinum. hire a different developer like they should have in the first place? <laughs> hire a different developer, get a story team of some sorts that actually knows what they're doing. 
No, Sonic doesn't need a story. He's best when he just goes zoom, zoom, zoom. Sonic Lost World is zoom, okay. zoom, zoom. What is this Z9 girl of the 23rd century? And why the hell do I remember that Disney movie? <laughs> I still remember that movie. Why do I remember that movie and the stupid song from it? You have problems, obviously. <laughs> right. Oh, we always knew that. Why do I remember that? Why do I remember that? With oh. that, uh, I guess because we've been rambling for an hour and a half. I think I have to shut it off at some point. <laughs> at some point. It has to end. Did we reach any final conclusions about whatever our topic happened to be? Um, actually, Caleb, I don't think he ever talked about the game he likes most. We should get that really quick. You only get one, though. You get one, and then you have to say it really fast. I honestly don't think I have a game that I like that no one else does. It's mostly just games that I like that maybe weren't appreciated or they're underrated, but it's kind of a case of... Uh, Near where now people are saying, you know what? People should actually play this. Spec Ops Align was one that I think is severely underrated. Huh. But uh, Brutal Brutal Legend is another one that I absolutely liked. It doesn't work in some ways, but it's ambitious. And it's actually trying, and it has imagination, which is more than I can say for most stuff coming out now. Do you mean like the multiplayer or just the single-player campaign thing? Just in general, the whole idea. And it was playing it, you know, not only just because I'm a huge fan of metal music, but you can see how much passion and energy was put into it. Like, you can tell they really wanted to make this game. Yeah. The, the voice acting, everything in it is just, it's imaginative, and you can. there's so much passion, and there's just so much energy, and it's just a joy. And, you know, even though it has parts where it's like, all right, this isn't so good, I kept wanting to play because I wanted to see what com- came next. Like I just was like, all right, this isn't great right now, but I want to know what happens next. I'll get through this because I am still enjoying it. And you would hit these. It's like a roller coaster. You would hit a really big peak. It'd go dip for a little bit, then it'd go back to a big peak. And I don't know. And it was also – I found the real-time strategy interesting. I wouldn't say I enjoyed it because it needed some refinement, especially on the console, but – now that it's on PC, on my Steam, I might actually go try it again to see if it works better. But it was just interesting, and it was just so different. Yeah, it really is out there. That's why like the whole campaign is a tutorial for it. Yeah, because the multiplayer is – yeah, it's one of the strangest multiplayers ever. <laughs> I think there's one other game that tried something similar, and that was Guilty Gear 2 Overture. And it is, wow, super complicated, and I couldn't even get into it, but, you know. See, I would say another game like it would be Sacrifice by Shiny, which was an old... But see, Shiny, they made a lot of games that people didn't hate. They just weren't appreciated until now where we have GOG where people can go back and play it. And that's the thing. I don't have a game that I like that everyone else seems to hate so much, so much as people never really gave them a fair shake, especially Spec Ops. People wrote it off as a Call of Duty clone and a third-rate third-person shooter, and they completely missed the point on it because it's a narrative-based game, which if you were actually paying attention to anything in the game at all, it's kind of obvious. And my problem with it is that people said, all right, the shooting mechanics aren't that great and tight like Gears of War. They're not and supposed I, to be. I, that's the thing I also and they criticized the multiplayer, but the thing was it was all about the story. If you, you were supposed to get the story and then all the mechanics and everything, it makes sense based on what they were trying to do with the story. It's a deconstruction of all this gung-ho, war games, jingoism, kill everything, America's great. And the shooting you know, actually wasn't bad. It's the apocalypse now of video games. You know, It's something <laughs> yeah. different. Yeah, I just didn't get to finish it. that game. It's really it. well worth looking into. 
I mean, it's fantastic. It's one of the best game narratives ever. It's one of my top games, period. Yeah. It's one of the few games that has elicited a genuine emotional reaction from me. And As I played tell, it that's hard. several years ago, and it's still, I still, it still resonates with me. It sticks with me much like the Walking Dead season one ending did. Like, it sticks mm. with me to that. Like, oh my gosh. Like, it's, it's one of those games where you play, and if you don't think about it or it doesn't make you think about yourself or just anything in general, there's something wrong. Like, you weren't paying attention or there's something wrong with you. You might want to go see a psychiatrist. Because <laughs> hmm. I have a friend who literally played it and said, dude, it sucks. I went to play in Call of Duty. I said, you completely missed a point, and I think you might be a psychopath. Because, yeah, it's just – it's one of those games that was so subversive and so ambitious that to a fault – but now that people are going back and reassessing, I'm like, wow, this game is really awesome. Go yeah. back and play it, just like Nier. And they didn't have to spend $60 on it. Exactly. You can exactly. It now dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. But also the team behind it, Jaeger, is working on a new game, Dreadnought, which it looks awesome. And they are also working on Dead Island 2, which I wasn't interested in. But since they're working on it, I'm like, oh my goodness, is it going to be a subversive First person zombie survival. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested only because they're attached to it. It will be something. It's yeah. good. It, it looks to be the exact opposite. Actually, it looks to be the most comedic game they've ever made. Which I mean, I won't have a problem because I like Jaeger, and I'll, I just want to see. Oh yeah, but yeah. Spec Ops and Brutal Legend, and also The Cave was another double fine game that I think a lot of people were a little harsh on. It. The Cave was really enjoyable. So check those out. You can get them all dirt cheap. Like, yeah. super dirt cheap. I think all the games we recommended... In Brutal Legend has Jack cheap. Black... That's Ozzy also Oswald. the other best part of playing these obscure hey, games that we hey, like. Hey, you hush. I was talking. Hey, yeah. hey, I got a point here. We have Jack Black, Ozzy Osbourne, Ron Halford, <sighs> yes. Lemmy, yes. and voice acting in the game. I mean, how can you not love that? And that soundtrack. <laughs> mm. It's yes. really good. But all Next these games we're talking about, Skeleton a lot of times you find them because they're yes. nice and they're cheap. Skeleton yeah. Witch is awesome. We find them and they've basically been abandoned by everybody else. And no, see, I actually <laughs> played Brutal Legend at launch because my friend bought it. Okay, you're giving an exception. Now you hush. There's well, a reason I why I have like 50 games and yet haven't played half of them. <laughs> <laughs> I bought Brutal Legend for like ten dollars, so. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I enjoy my time with it. I just do humble bundles or Steam sales. I mean, those I, are also I just recently fantastic for that. Five or six games for about twelve bucks. Plus a lot and of bundles. They now. included uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution. Um, you finally got else? that. You finally got that. Yep, uh, finally got that one. Tomb Raider Anniversary on recommendation of Elijah. Um, oh, what was the other one? I forget, but I got Spec Ops the Line really cheap. I got a whole bunch yes. of the X Pounds from Humble, Humble Bundle really cheap. I got all the Prince of Persia's were really cheap. Yeah, Prince of Persia is one of those. I liked um, Sands of Time, but yeah. that's because that was the first one that I've ever played, and I thought it was phenomenal. But then Warrior Within was, ew, it was the emo, Godsmack is awesome game where everyone was like, wow, this is terrible. And then Two Thrones was better, but... Still Two Thrones good. seems okay, but I'm sorry. The amount of sexuality they have in those games is ridiculous. But no, Warrior Within was the worst. Like yeah. whenever there's this female character where she's introduced and she's wearing a 
I'm camera is just focused on her rear for five minutes. It's like, here's all you need to know about this woman. But, and then it shows the front. She's like, oh, look, she has breast. Prince of Persia, but. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, a girl. But it boobs. The it's Forgotten like, Sands look, it was and the Prince was of Persia game, um, both are pretty good as well. I really uh, like the art forgotten style. Forgotten Sands. You're, I, I'm, I'm glad you got something out of that purchase, even if I didn't. Well, I don't think I've actually put. Uh, never mind. I haven't done Forgotten Sands. Scratch that. I meant Prince the Wii of Persia. Version. You played the Wii version. Oh, that's right. And I hate it, and you loved it. So see, I only get one game and a half. Well, that's because I actually enjoy platform. I enjoy platformers. Alice (laughs) Madness Returns, man. I powered through that thing and basically played nothing else. You realize when Elijah gets passionate or emotional about something, his voice goes squeaky? Yes. Yes. Ah, So does yours. Ah, ah. Let's see. I've I've known him for how many years now? We know each other for a decade now. Elijah, did you eat Gerard? Is that why your voice gets really squawky? You guys yeah. have known me for about an hour and a half. <laughs> and I'm still not sure what to think of you. Yeah. You're already regretting the decision of meeting us. You'll have to read Theology Gaming, I guess. I guess so. But I do know you like Bayonetta, which is awesome. And that will be enough. <laughs> but you like Uncharted, so that's like... I, I said I like. I didn't say I hate. I, I don't no. really think it's the best thing since sliced bread. Of which I don't understand that phrase anymore, but... (laughs) Because this isn't the 20s. No. Oh, look! Sliced bread! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God! We don't have to bake it in our house anymore! So flat! So buttery! Honey! Honey! They have toasters where they toast the bread! (gasps) Mine just blows up! Dude! Seriously, we've had that for hundreds of years now. Seriously. What's the deal with that? Dude. I don't know. (laughs) Dude. No, the hipsters are like, wait, what's the deal with sliced bread? Yeah, I mean, come on, man. I can. Everyone knows a new thing. We were slicing butter. bread before you ever did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you now we're just now we're just talking <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> I, I I think it's time to call the podcast. You down. went off the bunny trail and onto the little bunny trails, and then from there you went onto the little little bunny trails. <laughs> yeah. Of which we got hijacked. We are now fell down the rabbit hole. Sitting in a pot of hot water. I think you fell down the rabbit hole into a box of Corona and Dosakis and drank it all. If we get anything crazier, we'll be a Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated episode. Uh, I think I'm going to call this Artistry and Games Invasion because you took <laughs> yes. over my podcast. Yes. <laughs> And with as well as our usual podcast go. Yeah. Hey, I tried well, to moderate I'm not technically it, part no of our stream game, so just say AIG and friend. AIG and friend invasion. AIG and that weirdo. That's going to sound so much weirder, though. A bank's invading theology gaming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Artistry this will... is better than theology. If I think this is going to be the longest podcast, too. So Uh-oh. kudos oh, to you. At least you can say you had fun with it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Well, thank you, Artistry and Games and Friends, for being on. <laughs> friend. Friend. Friends. We have only one friend. I'm not more than one person. We only have one friend. You think? Well, David Doherty and his Knights of Doherty, you know. <laughs> the Royal own. Highness. His Stop. Royal Highness don't, and his don't. servants. Your Royal Highness, here's a point of Guinness. <laughs> I have a crown in the fridge. Hey, I have a Corona in the freezer. I'm sorry, but that'll have to do. No, it has to be warm Guinness. Everyone knows this. I'm talking about Corona. Good luck getting him to drink it. It's my... 
In my opinion, non-alcoholic. <laughs> All right. Well, if we talk about any more alcoholic beverages, I will be forced to end this podcast. <laughs> so let me end it now instead. <laughs> All right. Well, tune in next time for drunk theology and gaming. <laughs> no, we're going to take right. a shot for every time religion is misportrayed in games. Oh dear. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Elijah, Caleb, David, for being on the podcast and rambling with me about something. Because, wow, at this point, I don't even remember our topic. But, okay, if you liked hearing this thing, go on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Tell us how much you liked it. If you don't give us a five-star rating. eh. Or hate it. If you hate it, don't bother reviewing it. I mean, hey, if you hate it, we'll post Elijah's address and send all your complaints to him. Yeah. You can find Elijah and Caleb. I will grade your hate mail. You can find Every them. time you use like when you're not supposed to, you lose five points. All right. You can find them at Artistry Games and maybe at Theology Gaming University's Facebook wall where we talk about theology and stuff. No alcohol. Sometimes gaming when we feel like it. Sometimes gaming. Actually, we were all discussing about Order 1866 today, I think. 86. 86. Whatever. Whatever, doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a fake history, so does it really matter? No. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, stuff about the name sounds theology, like a retail, though. Maybe in the future. <laughs> there will be no theology. We'll all be replicants. No, n- not on this podcast, anyway. <laughs> all right. Well, see you guys later. See ya. Bye bye.